Hey everybody, welcome to the MongoDB podcast. My name is Otto, and today we're going to be talking about Next.js, MongoDB, and how they work together. Welcome to the show. My name is Michael Lin, your host. On today's episode, we're talking with Otto Kukic from the MongoDB developer advocacy team. He's here to share his experience around Next.js. Next.js is a wonderful JavaScript framework built on top of React features all sorts of great things like hot code reloading, automatic routing, built-in CSS support, server-side rendering. It's from a company called Vercel. Next.js is an opinionated framework. We're going to find out what that means and how Next.js fits into the MongoDB ecosystem. Stay tuned. I hope you enjoy this episode. Otto, how are you? It's great to get you on the podcast finally. Yeah, I have been wanting to come on the MongoDB podcast for, for so long, and I'm, I'm glad we're finally doing it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, thanks for taking time out of the, out of the busy schedule. I know that you've been very busy. We've got a, a number of really amazing things happening, events and things like that. So thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about Next.js. It's, it's an amazing framework, and I know you have some, some great experience with it. So let's start there. Let's let's talk a little bit about what Next.js is and and then maybe jump into a little bit of your experience with it. Sure, absolutely. Um, so Next.js is a framework built on top of React. So uh, I don't know if you've worked a lot with React in the past, but it is like the forefront, you know, one of the best front-end frameworks for, for building user interfaces and for really building modern web applications. Um, but the thing with React is that it, it is only concerned with the user interface and, you know, with what the users see. So, you know, it doesn't care about or it doesn't concern itself with the back end. It doesn't concern itself with, uh, you know, how you do HTTP calls, how you do certain routing, any of that. Uh, you know, you have to bring in different libraries and different um different technologies to make it all work together. Hmm. And what Next.js does is it kind of brings together a very opinionated framework on top of React to really give you all of those missing utility features and to really enable you to build really, really powerful modern applications, uh, leveraging you know the best uh, of the front end with the best uh, of the back end technologies. Hmm. Fantastic. So, I mean, you know that you could just, sorry. So, so Next.js gives you a framework that simplifies the application development process and helps you better manage some of the uh, some of the trickier aspects of application development. So, is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, definitely. And you know, Next.js on, on top of being built on top of, of React, like some of the the really cool features that it gives you is. Uh, server-side rendering. So if you're building a React application and you're worried about SEO and you know you need that content to be loaded before the user visits the site, uh, you can render it on the server. So and you know this is especially useful if you're building applications that talk to different APIs and have you know secret keys that you don't want to expose to the front end. Um, Next.js takes care of that for you. It has um, you know, built-in API routing. So if you wanted to build some API functionality, some backend functionality without standing up your own node server, you could do that with Next.js. And, uh, you know, just all of these features just really improve the quality of life of the developer experience building a, a new and modern application. Mm, 
Great. And I know Next.js was developed by a company called Vercel, and they offer uh, hosting services, right? So so when you use Next.js, are you essentially forced into using their hosting services on the back end? Not at all. Um, so with uh, with Vercel, you know, they do provide a hosting platform that is kind of built around and built for Next.js. So if you want kind of the best user experience, I would very highly recommend Vercel. I use them for all of my uh, <laughs> side projects and websites just because they make the deployment story and user experience super seamless. But you are absolutely not locked into to next to uh, Vercel as the hosting provider. You can host your application uh, on like AWS, for example, like AWS Amplify is a is a great option, or anywhere you know you could host it yourself on a EC2 instance or on Google Cloud. Um, or you know if you're not using the server side rendered application, you know the server side uh, rendering aspects of Next.js, you can actually just generate a build bundle on your application or, you know, as part of your CI CD pipeline and deploy the application to any static server like, like, you know, S3, just throw it up on a server and it'll load up your pages and just work anywhere. Hmm. Oh, great. So um, how did you get involved in Next.js? When did you first start using it? Um, I was a pretty early adopter of Next.js. Just, I think it was probably over a year and a half, two years ago. Um, and for me, like I, I love React. I used to like I got my start way back when uh, Angular zero point eight uh, was about, and it was like the single page applications had just started uh, gaining traction in the marketplace, and, and companies were shifting from uh, you know the traditional web application model of you know everything is rendered server side, delivered to the client. Um, so I got my start in Angular, and uh, you know built many different applications in, in Angular. Uh, I never really got into React when, when it was gaining traction initially. I always thought of it as, you know, just uh, it didn't have enough features, right? It it just concerned itself with one thing and it did that thing really well. But I kind of like having a framework that, that, you know, doesn't require me to spend a whole lot of time thinking about, you know, do I need this library or is this library better? You know, I just want somebody to, you know, give me a battle-tested solution that I can just write code and deploy applications. So when Next.js hit the scene, I was like, this is perfect. And, uh, you know, the, those first uh, few months were really interesting, kind of learning React and Next.js at the same time. But it has been a otherworldly experience. And that's like really the only way I can put it. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's very tightly coupled with the, the functionality built into React and, and how you... When you develop in React, there's a there's a you're you're leveraging components, uh, you're leveraging hooks nowadays, modern apps. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me a little bit about like how you go from React to Next.js. Is is it a natural progression? Is Next.js really React based in that way? Absolutely. Um, so when when you go to build a Next.js application, um, the only difference you're going to notice right off the bat is the the file file based routing. Um, other than that, like you are just writing React components, and um, if you didn't want to leverage any of the Next.js functionality, like the server side rendering, uh, you could, you know, you could almost mistake a Next.js application for a React application. Mm. You know, you still have your components, you still have your separation of concerns. Most, if not all, of the libraries that that you bring into to React 
easily integrate and work with Next.js. Um, so the experience, like if you already know React, then you are 99% of the way there with Next.js. And if you don't know React, I think learning Next.js and React is a much more superior experience than just kind of going going at it alone with simply just React. Mm, yeah, and there's standardization. And you mentioned earlier, uh, it's opinionated. Can you talk a little bit about what does that mean in the in the context of of application development with Next JS? Sure. So um, you know, th there's really when it comes to libraries and, and frameworks and you know technologies that you leverage to build your application applications, some of them, you know, just kind of give you a bunch of APIs, a bunch of features and functionalities, and you're kind of free to, to choose which ones you want to implement, how you want to use them. And they're very unopinionated. They're like, you know, this function does this, and if you want to use it this way or that way, go ahead. But with Next.js being a, an opinionated framework, it kind of wants you to do things a specific way. And this specific way is something that, you know, is pretty battle tested. It is a common standard that, you know, the developers have seen across many, many different applications. So it's stuff that that truly works. Like one great example, uh, I think, is the page-based routing. So anytime you want to create a, a new page in Next.js, you simply just go into your, um, you know, Explorer window, create a new, uh, in the pages directory, uh, you create a new file, and that file automatically becomes a new route in your web application. And that is really the only way to add additional pages in, in Next.js. Um, and then if you wanted to add API functionality to like have backend services with Next.js, within the pages directory, you have to have a directory called API. And then in that directory, you just create your API endpoints. And there's really no other way to do it in Next.js. This is how they want you to do it. But that also makes it a lot easier to pick up somebody else's Next.js project and right away know that, hey, you know, here's where all the routing is, here's where all the API calls are, here's where all the components are, and it makes it a lot easier to get up and running with, you know, inheriting someone's project or just sharing your code and getting feedback from others. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I guess that's that's the key there, the standardization, um, great. So are there specific applications that are, that are just well-suited for Next.js or is it general purpose? I would say it is very general purpose. You know, my philosophy these days has become, you know, why can't I build this in Next.js uh, <laughs> when building a, a web application? But, you know, I would say that Next.js is very strictly a web-based framework. So if you're building web applications or mobile web applications, it's great. Uh, they don't at the moment support a lot like mobile or, um, you know, different like targeting environments like, like Electron apps or uh, it's very strictly browser-based at the moment. I've heard a lot of talk about Next.js in the serverless context. Talk a little bit about Next.js's capabilities in the serverless space. I'm imagining that's coming to us from Vercel, but then I also want to talk about uh, Next.js and MongoDB. So let's start with, with Next.js and serverless. Yeah, so when it comes to the uh, serverless ecosystem, what, what Next.js does is uh, every API route that you create in Next.js automatically gets created as a AWS Lambda function. And so, you know, whether you're deploying this to Amplify or the, the Vercel framework, uh, they will automatically split your functions, your, your API calls into kind of, you know, standalone 
serverless functions that can scale as as needed. So you know, if you get a burst of traffic, uh, your API can can scale. You know, generate more lambda functions to accommodate the load, and when you don't need it, it can scale down. And uh, you know, say if you're if you're using Vercel to host your application, you as a developer don't have to worry about any of this. You just write your code, you know, point to to the GitHub repo where your code lives, and Vercel the the platform will take care of all of the scaling for you, all of the deployment uh, previews. If you know if you're working off of um, branches and you know pull requests, that will automatically generate all of that stuff for you so that you as the developer can just focus on writing code and writing your application and not worrying about infrastructure. So then let's talk a little bit about how MongoDB comes into the picture. Sure. Eventually, you know, you're going to, when you're building an application, you're going to want to store your data somewhere and, you know, you're going to need a database. And this is something that Vercel does not do. You know, they don't offer uh, database hosting solutions. They're not going to host, you, you know, you can't self-host a database within your Vercel deployment or within your Next.js application. So you're going to have to talk to a database, whether it's, you know, SQL or, or MySQL or, you know, one of the, uh, like a graph database or, you know, what have you. But um, with MongoDB and MongoDB Atlas, you can very seamlessly integrate a backend solution, a database solution to your Next.js application. And there's multiple different ways you can call MongoDB um, from, from Vercel and from your Next.js app. And uh, you know, I'm happy to talk about all of the, the various ways you can do it. What is the preferred way? Are we leveraging the MongoDB native JavaScript driver? Is there, a, is there another way? Yeah, so the way that I've mostly been working with Next.js is leveraging the our you know Node.js driver for MongoDB, and you know you can use the MongoDB driver or you can use you know Mongoose if you want. If you're familiar with Mongoose and you want to use that instead, you can absolutely use it, and it, it integrates uh, seamlessly into your uh, Next.js API routes or, you know, server-side rendered routes or, you know, whatever you have on the back end. So working with the, the Node driver, you're writing the queries the same, the same way you would a traditional Node application, whether that's Express or any of the other um, Node.js frameworks or, you know, just JavaScript frameworks in, in general. Um, but there are two other ways that, that you can access your MongoDB data in, in a Next.js application. And the first of those is using Realm. I know you, you're familiar with Realm, Mike, but uh, you know, if our listeners aren't, Realm is kind of an addition to the MongoDB Atlas platform. It allows you, it, it essentially enables MongoDB to be a entire data platform. Instead of just a database, you, know, you, you can have HTTP functions, you can have triggers, you can have all sorts of functionality to work with your data kind of built into MongoDB Atlas so that you don't have to spin up servers, you don't have to spin up applications to, to manage this for you. It's kind of all built into the ecosystem for you. Mm. And it's JavaScript. I mean, it, at, the, at its very basic form, you're, you're writing functions that are uh, ES6 compatible, I believe. Uh, and the Realm functions can be called from outside the, obviously from outside the MongoDB Atlas uh, framework, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's two. So that's uh, the native driver and the and Realm functions. What was the third? 
So the third one is one that uh, we just recently announced, and it is in beta right now. And so this is uh, limited to the MongoDB Atlas platform, and it is available in beta. So we're still working on this functionality, but it is called Data API. And I think it's really going to have a profound impact on how we build serverless applications that interact with MongoDB. And to, to let you know about how Data API works, you're essentially just calling an HTTP call to, directly to your MongoDB database. And in the post request, um, in the post body of the call, you include your MongoDB query. So it could be a, as simple as a find operation or an update operation, delete operation, or it could be a more advanced aggregation. Um, that, that you just run like you would normally in a node driver or a different driver with MongoDB. And the big benefit of Data API is that it works really well in the serverless environment. So with our node driver, and we have a really great kind of best practices example uh, on how to integrate MongoDB with Next.js, we have to change the way that the driver is written, the connection to Next.js is written because we want to ensure that the connect you don't hit connection pooling limits uh, with Next.js because all of these API calls are being created as separate Lambda functions. So if you have a lot of different API calls and you're spinning up and deploying the application a lot, and especially if you're on the, the MongoDB Atlas free tier, you could run into a situation where your connection pool is exhausted and no more connections can be made. And then your application is going to start erroring out and throwing up all sorts of issues. Hmm. So uh, with the data API functionality, you don't have to worry about connection pooling. You know, we take care we take care of that on the MongoDB Atlas side. You just make calls to your database, get the data, insert it, retrieve it, and uh, make transformations to it as needed. So the data API, just to summarize, as I heard it, you essentially develop your MongoDB query just as you would if you were going to pass it to the driver, and you send that over an HTTP call. So you can leverage any standard HTTP library that you might be using as a part of your application and and send your MongoDB query to a data API HTTP address. I, I imagine, um, I haven't seen the interface yet, but I, I'd imagine you, you get an endpoint an HTTP endpoint, um, does it support post, get, delete? Does it support all of the advanced HTTP directives? So it supports, currently, it only supports post. Um, and, and the reason for that is if you are sending get requests, they can be cached so you could get stale data back. But mm. uh, you know the endpoints, they all accept a post request. And in the body of the post request, you write your query API query. So you know whatever operation you want to do, you know, if you want to delete a document, you would still send a post, but in the query API um, query, you would say, you know, delete one or delete many. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I can't wait to, yeah. get, to get my hands on this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's a, I think it's going to be a, a very exciting feature and, you know, we still want people to look at the, the drivers for all of the different languages and frameworks that, that we support. Uh, I still think, you know, my opinion is that the drivers are going to continue to be superior for, for the long run. And if you are building an application, give the drivers uh, a look at first. And if they don't solve your use case, look at Data API or look at Realm Functions. Mm. But uh, my approach is always, you know, if I can have full control over the, the driver, uh, 
I would prefer that. But you know, if you are running into those connection pooling issues, or if you're building a non-Next.js application that you know we don't have a driver for, Data API might be a good example for this. And you know, one of my colleagues here uh, built a, an integration recently where you can call MongoDB from you know Google Sheets or or Excel, which you you know we don't have native drivers for. But now with Data API, you simply just make an HTTP call and you can update and delete data. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> That's great. And I'm thinking that was John Page, right? It was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll include a link in the show notes. Um, yeah, so some fascinating stuff. So what else on Next.js do we need to make sure that the listeners know about? Um, so Next.js, they just had their annual conference uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, they announced Next.js 12, and it's coming with a whole lot of new new features and functionalities to make your developer experience even better. One of them is they are changing their, their compiler that builds the application to, uh, to use Rust under the hood. Mm -hmm. So this is going to make building your application and compiling changes much, much faster. They're saying, you know, three times faster uh, refresh and five times faster builds, which, you know, Next.js is already plenty fast. But this almost gives you instantaneous, you know, from the second you hit save on a file that you've changed to that change being reflected in your application where you can test it. Um, they're adding kind of built-in opinionated middleware support for your API functions. And middleware is something that, you know, so many different frameworks support, but I feel like the only one that I've seen that does it really well is Express. And uh, Next.js, you know, that they, they use Express methodologies under the hood. So having kind of native middleware support is going to be great for those, you know, those utilities that every call has to do, like, you know, checking the, the JSON web token to make sure that the user is authenticated or doing some sort of logging. Uh, I think middleware support uh, being built in and being opinionated is going to be great. They're adding React 18 support and uh, React server, server components as well. So uh, lots of exciting stuff coming down the pipeline for Next.js that's just going to make the developer experience even better. Fantastic. Well, great. Well, Otto, this has been a great discussion. Is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know before we wrap up? The uh, only other thing is that we do have a couple of tutorials on the MongoDB Developer Hub uh, that talk about how do you leverage Next.js with MongoDB. So uh, I'm sure we can include them in the show notes, give people... Um, give the listeners a link. Um, and if you want to get started with uh, MongoDB and Next.js and you already have uh, the, the Node Package Manager installed, you could simply run npx create next app and pass in the example flag with MongoDB. And that's going to pull down kind of our um, vetted, battle-tested, and best practices MongoDB connection that should hopefully resolve a lot of those connection pooling issues that uh, people might run into if they're creating a new connection every time they, they refresh the page. And if you have any questions about MongoDB or, or Next.js or how the two work together, you can find me on the MongoDB community forums, on Twitter, uh, at Cookage Auto, and um, yeah, happy, happy coding. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks very much, Otto. Yep. Thank you, Mike. And uh, I'm so glad we did this. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> right on. Thanks once again to Otto for dropping by, sharing his experience around Next.js and MongoDB. If you want to continue in your journey to learn more about Next.js and MongoDB, make sure you visit the MongoDB Community Developer site. There's great articles there. One is entitled, How to Integrate MongoDB into Your Next.js App. 
can also drop by the community forums. You can ask your questions there. I know that Otto's there. I'm there on a regular basis. Be happy to answer your questions around Next.js or MongoDB or whatever you're working on. I'd also like to invite you to leave a comment and a rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. That'll help me understand what you want to hear and what you think of the show. I would greatly appreciate that. Have a great day.